Last time on Cloudfall. The party escaped Lore before it crashed. They got into a well-timed taxi ride from everyone's favorite great beast, Halu, the Great Whale. Halu flies throughout the clouds with an entire market village slung beneath it like a hot air balloon, and that's where the party finally got some rest. A pretty intolerable tabaxi named Tomothy Matterfax introduced himself to the group and underscored the importance of politeness when visiting Baxi, and introduced them to recorded visual content called holograms. Now the party has landed in a new skyland, Baxi, the island of fame, fortune, and feline-adjacent folks. Count me in. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the five of you are in the security checkpoint of Baxley, just coming into the island straight off the docks. Erin uh, is kind of standing separate from the party. She never really gave them a clue that she was part of the same group, so she's not being arrested right now. The other four of you are, and the wagon has been separated from you. They're investigating that separately. Poppy, a member of the brass, an officer wearing a jet black coat with a uh, kind of you know, brassy colored metallic lining is standing in front of you and it just unwinded this stick, this flimsy looking toy maybe with a, a dangly little charm on the end of a string and he dangles it in front of you and when you do, you feel the world kind of fade around you and the only thing that's important to you in this moment is that little toy. Oh, wait, put it down further? Uh, give me a wisdom save. <laughs> Eight. <laughs> okay. Uh, Poppy, you are under the effects of a conundrum dangler. You are overwhelmed with the urge to touch the toy. You are also simultaneously too bashful and anxious to ever touch the toy. <laughs> you are forever locked in this motion of being nearly about to touch this toy, but you just can't bring yourself to do it. And this guard has you enraptured in that. Wherever he brings the toy, you just follow along obediently. Well, uh, no, I'm uh... The guard who's uh, not taking care of Poppy looks around at all of you and says, This is not a good look. I suggest you all comply. Is she okay? What have you done to Poppy? She's fine. She's just a little distracted. Now, are you all going to come quietly, or we got to dangle all of you? No, one, no one's going to dangle me. I will come quietly. <laughs> <laughs> you see them kind of like they were halfway to unraveling their dangler toys, and then they just kind of stop and squint at you. They look at the rest of you. Journey and Doran, are you giving the same vibe? Are you going to come quietly? Yeah, Journey doesn't quite understand uh, incarceration, probably, so this <laughs> she'll go with the flow. Okay. Uh, Doran will also be cool with this. Okay. So th this is all about the mining gear, right? Yeah, that's the long and short of it. Okay, okay. We got word that, well, something bad is happening. We, uh, other islands, they've had some real challenges lately to do with these miners, stealing the bismite out from under them. Yeah, we have a lot to share about that. Did that word not come from us? Uh, no, I don't know who any of you are. Refugees, yes, but... I mean, it doesn't seem logical that individual miners would be able to take enough bismite to hurt a skyland, but... We don't know that. We don't know that at all. We know the laws have changed on the mainland. They're all over here. The last few days, we've seen an influx of ships like we've never seen before. Something big has changed. There's these new craft... <sighs> never mind. You don't need to know any of this. Listen, I need you to stop asking questions, fall in single file, and follow me. You got it? Yes. All right. Very well. Soon we will clean up this whole misunderstanding. 
Poppy, are you all right? Yeah, I don't think that's necessary anymore. I think Poppy's calmed down. He's still kind of leaning in towards Poppy, and he's like, I don't know, she seemed pretty uh, agitated. Okay, well, let's be polite, I guess. All right. You're just going to let me be here, conundrumed? <laughs> Aaron is seeing this all go down and is getting a little more more worried as they start seeing um, shackles come out or like any sort of like tie-up situation, nothing hasn't, like that. Hasn't quite gotten to that. Okay, uh, right. Because of Doran's uh, quick words here and Guy's agreement to comply, it's de-escalating pretty rapidly. They're able to just kind of pull them away, but they are rapidly moving towards a you know a utility road. They're moving away from you, Aaron. Okay. Um, is there like a parked cart somewhere with like a larger thing that I could quickly duck behind nearby? I mean, Covered wagon, like and the some rolling crates. pin. There's the rolling, for pin. example. Sure, the rolling pin. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Can uh, I get behind it quickly and just be out of sight of most people? For sure. Yeah. Okay. Give me a stealth check just to check here. Okay. Oh my god. Twenty six. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> All right. Aaron turns Thank invisible. Uh, yeah, you duck behind the shop and kind of on your way out there, you're taking note of where everybody's looking and kind of what they're paying attention to, where the crowd is moving. What that tells you is everyone is looking at this altercation. They're all looking at Poppy, who just got dangled. They're looking at the rest of the group, these mainlanders from out of town. You see a crowd of onlookers that they're more excited than anything. And more than a few of them are holding out these cloudy quartz crystals with flat faces, flickering the silvery light, pointing at your group. They're eating this up. We're going to go viral. (laughs) The brass spend another second in a tense standoff looking at all these onlookers, and then they give the group a gentle shove. They go, start walking. Um, At that moment, um, Aaron is going to shift into a giant... Loxodon male, which is an elephant okay. race. <laughs> yeah. Um, humanoid, but sure. it looks like an elephant. Yeah. Um, and it is as fat as possible. And I'm going to step out from behind the cart after changing, kind of closer to this group of the altercation happening, and step out in front of everyone and say, <laughs> That's my elephant noise? I don't That's know. Great, yeah. How do you do that? <laughs> That was terrible. <laughs> and uh, you see the Loxodon clutch at their chest and take a few staggering steps and say, oh, help, help. And starts to fall down on one leg and grabs one of the guards and looks like they're having a medical situation. Sure. Okay. Uh, what the fuck? <clears throat> give me a performance check, Aaron. This is the old Pierce Hawthorne trick. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Good God. A 12. A lot of the onlookers kind of spin around to point their crystals at you, and they see you fall to your knees and kind of grab onto the one of the guards who's quickly trying to get out of your grasp and take control of the situation, but they back up. They see you're in kind of dire straits. Um, Please help, help me. He doesn't seem to have a lot of urgency to him, but he goes, uh, we need a medic over here, I think. I can take care of this. This looks terrible. Doran steps out of single file and tries to help this creature. Okay. Yeah, the uh, the platoon kind of stops, and you hear the main guard that was bringing you away goes, hey, 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 no, no, no. I'll be right back. Okay. You can you can dongle me if you want. I, whatever. <laughs> I go over to the Loxodon, and I'm going to try to perform a uh, medicine check. Okay. Uh, 21. Hmm. Can I do something as Doran's doing this? Yeah. Um, as I'm, like, down on one knee and Doran approaches, I'm going to touch... Um, my shoulder, where Doran had the tracker earlier, mm-hmm. to try to signal that it's me, just to give him like a signal of some kind that he might recognize. I don't know if he will, but <laughs> trying to be like, "Hey, idiot, it's me." <laughs> <laughs> mm. That's fairly subtle, uh, Doran. Why don't you give me a straight up intelligence check? Can I argue insight? Yes. Okay. That wasn't arguing. <laughs> Yeah. Can I argue? Sometimes we statement. Yeah. Can I statement insight? One second, one second, one second. Okay. It's going to be 17. Okay. Yeah. Um, Not only do you find that there is nothing medically wrong with this Loxodon, but it's also not a Loxodon. Um, Some of the details look wrong. And on top of that, you see them do this kind of suspicious motion a little too smoothly for the situation that they're in. You catch on. Um, Okay. Uh, Aaron, you got everyone's attention, so... What's the next step? Please, I need help, doctor. And my elephant 
stump hand <laughs> kind of clobs Doran in the head. Why <laughs> they have hands? I can't imagine my loxodon how I want my loxodon. Tim did say that there okay, were some features enough. that were inaccurate. <laughs> it's just a stump hand. <laughs> no finger. <laughs> so with that gesture, I'm going to try to like grab the arm and try to uh, lift up the loxodon. Okay. I go with him, just like yeah. acting along with it. Yeah, you're able to uh, raise them up. You're kind of um, stabilizing the loxodon a little bit. The, the guards are waiting with uh, very little patience, and they're like, uh, they see you kind of moseying with the loxodon, and they say, no, 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 you're with us. Well, this, this loxodon clearly needs some help. Um, is there a clinic nearby? Uh, I mean, yeah, in the upurbs, but we're not going to... We can get a stretcher or like a, I don't know, a truck. You know, we'll, we'll can, just leave it here to die. How, does that make uh, more sense? I so can, can help do this carry. I can, I can carry heavy weight. Can I help? You hear one of the guards say, well, it actually is preferred that they would die outside the gates of Baxi because you're not supposed to die in Baxi. Ah, uh, that's horrible. I'm going to help. Uh, Doran, let me help you. And Journey can lift like she is a large creature. Okay. Because she's a furbolg. Okay. So she can carry quite heavy things. Um, so she puts a shoulders under the other arm and heaves upward. Would I, perchance, feel anything unusual in handling this loxodon? Mm-hmm. Kind of in the same way that, that Doran noticed, you know, that some things are just not right. Like, it doesn't feel quite the same weight, maybe not in the right places, you know? Like, it, its upper body seems strangely light and it seems like it's put all of its weight in its feet, so there's some density issues, but you're not getting any, like, immediate read. Okay. Doran says to Journey, the air in this place is suspicious. And then I give a wink. Journey's not smart. <laughs> <laughs> Can I roll an intelligence to with see if I got that? Yes. Yeah, I'm that was a good, dumb. That was a good Can I try. Bardic inspiration with that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, oh, no. no. I rolled an 18 and Ooh. a 20. So my low roll is 18. You get caught on Doran's phrase a little bit, and you think that he just said Aaron halfway through, and you're like, what about Aaron? And you're like, oh, this is probably Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I did not get the pun, no, but, yeah. I, <laughs> but pattern recognition works. Exactly. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, One of the brass is exceptionally close to you now, and they say, let me take a look. I've got a medical background. I'm glad we're finally able to address the elephant in the room here. Please help me. Um, and Doran's as- just racist. <laughs> Is the one with the medical background approaching me? Uh, yeah, the right in front I'm of me. I'm going to fall onto him. Okay. And try to crush him with my body. Oh, okay. my God. Do I need to roll something? <laughs> uh, another performance, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 21. What kind of roll is this? Performance. Okay. Yeah, uh, you fall straight onto them. Uh, they try to scramble out from underneath you and are not able to. Um, you're just kind of... On top of this person, you've got their legs, you know, kind of crossed underneath you. So they're not dying, but they certainly can't move on their own power. The rest of the brass behind them is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, circle up. Everybody out. We're clear in this area. You four with us. Us four? Pointing out at the four of you again. I did all I could with my medical abilities. Doran, you were supposed to hold on to that. I messed up, guy. I'm sorry. Well, I only hope this does not count against our permanent record. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They, uh, they've got the four of you kind of following one of the guards. Aaron, you're still on top of this one brass member, and he's just kind of like, he's looking at you incredulous. He's like, please, just, just roll over. Please, just roll off of me. Please, just roll off. You just hear an elephant noise out of the trunk. So Journey's going to help, quote, unquote, help push the Aaron Fent off of <laughs> the cat person. Mm-hmm. And um, while she does that, she's going to whisper in Aaron's very large elephant ear, find us later. Figure out where they're going to keep us. I flap my ears. Uh, Journey, you feel a uh, somewhat strong hand on your shoulder, kind of pulling you up and back. I, I put my hands in the air to indicate I mean no harm. Yeah. And then I wave them like I, just like don't. I don't care. Um, Poppy, the guy that has been holding the dangler in front of you has sort of lost focus on what he's doing. Uh, you slowly kind of come conscious again. You see this guy getting crushed by a loxodon. You were kind of vaguely aware of all this stuff, but you weren't watching closely until now. As I'm coming into consciousness, I think I would actually go for it. 
the dangler? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole time I've been intent on it, but not willing to grab. Yeah. So right. I think in that half state, I would try. Yeah, make a it's contested dexterity. Most important role of the campaign. Poppy <laughs> wiggles their butt <laughs> in the air. Nope. That's six. Uh, <laughs> jump the, uh, and a miss. I'm yeah. very short. <laughs> yeah, you like jump for it, and the guy just pulls it like straight up like a pinata, and he's just like, whoa, 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 too, not so fast there. <laughs> Poppy, do you want me to grab that for you? No. The four of you are being kind of pushed such that you've got about 15 feet between the Loxodon and you now moving down this uh, service road. It's not quite inside the gates of Baxi. You're staying out, and they're trying to separate you from Aaron. I, I hope you feel better, friend Loxodon. That's Journey's best performance. Did you make a new friend? Uh, this kind fella was having some trouble with their health. They do not seem long for this world, Poppy. I would not get too attached. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't look too good. Um, will someone be taking care of my cart? Um, as you're walking away, Poppy... You mention the cart, and you start looking at the people who are closest to your cart, and you hear, impounded. No, 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 that's my home. Hanger at the docks, there's plenty of room for it. I can't afford that. Um, Yeah, you're being ushered out of earshot by the guards. Um, Again, you never quite made it into the gates of Baxi. You instead diverted into a hard-to-notice service road, kind of off to the side. And from this angle, you can kind of see the tops of beautiful, immaculate buildings in the distance. This, like, sprawling castle-like compound with white walls and brightly colored roofs. And a tall, twisting cherry blossom tree that shimmers in the wind. But all of this is away from you. It's beyond this gated community that you're not allowed to enter right now. And this slow, windy, solemn walk, Doran, you start to hear things. Mm, actually, hold on. I don't know if you hear both of these right away. Give me a perception check. With advantage. 29. Well, shit. <laughs> Alright, so you do hear both things. You hear a mechanical whine. A sort of hum. It's burning of some sort. A rapid burn. It's quite far away at this point. But the other thing you hear is this click that you can't really make sense of, and it comes one after another. And when you hear this, Doran, it makes you feel sick. It makes you nauseous to the point where you stop walking and you start looking for a wastebasket. I don't feel so good. Uh, can we stop for a sec? Uh, we've heard that one before. Come on. Make him do a con save. <laughs> no, I, I'm not messing around. I don't, I'd rather get there. I, I stop for a second, put my hands on my knees, and take a couple deep breaths. Do I still hear this sound? You still do. Dorn, are you all right? Do you hear that? Can I do a perception check? Yeah. 25. <laughs> wow. Journey. BD perceiving. <laughs> you don't hear it, but you feel something. A sort of rhythmic pulse. A... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's... There's something. I, I can feel it. Come on, buddy. Just puke on yourself if you're going to puke. I don't really care. We got to get going. I, I'm so sorry, sir, but there's something happening. He kind of looks up at the island of Baxi and he looks down at you and he goes, Yeah. I, I, I think I'll be okay. We, we can keep moving. Oh, thank God. And he kind of turns around and has you all follow after him. And what you come across first is a great brass pipe that's embedded in the rock wall. Huge, huge pipe, like 15 feet across. You see a small handful of other people waiting there. You see three older gray tabaxi women. And you see this gruff-looking black and orange tabaxi with this visible saber just, like, hanging out at his side. We're going to jump back to Aaron. You've been kind of, like, helped up to your feet by some of the people there. Uh, The guy finally got you to roll off of him. What are you doing at this point? Oh, thank you. Thank you. I don't feel very well. I should lay down. The guy that you were crushing is kind of ushered away since he's already been injured here. Uh, But a couple other tabaxi guards here, the brass, um, kind of bring you over to a bench and have you sit down there. 
They seem to not have a lot of patience for you, but they are taking you seriously like you've got some concerns. They seem to be waiting for someone else to show up. I think Aaron will just shut their eyes and pretend to rest for a while. Okay. Um, and just listen to the sounds around them. Yeah. Um, and then say, is help coming? Uh, yeah, we got somebody coming. Uh, just give it a couple minutes. Yeah. The other guy says, I actually got to get going. Can you just handle this? I Yeah, I'll see you. And he walks away. It's down to just the one guy. And he's like, uh, we've got a professional that should be here shortly. I'm, I'm really not great at this kind of stuff. Are you going to be okay? Thank you so much for your kindness. I will be fine. Okay, okay, good. I just had a spicy meatball at lunch, I think. Oh, my God. Um, but honestly... I'll wait for the professional. You're good. Thank you. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Uh, be well. I'll, I'll see you uh, some other time. Thank you. <laughs> he, uh, he turns and walks. Uh, the place they've got you at now is very much out of public eye, you know, kind of under some trees. Uh, they wanted you to get some shade and get some rest uh, away from the, the crowd of onlookers and recorders. Uh, as soon as they're gone, Aaron's going to shift um, into a tabaxi. Okay. Um, I think I am going to just do kind of a generic uh, tabaxi woman. Okay. Just kind of middle class, super, super normal looking tabby cat. Just a normal middle class cat person. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> As just like nothing, no just, like special spots or anything, yeah. just super plain. Right looking, down the middle. Like brown. Super yep. average middle ass. class. <laughs> just the most average looking cat you can fucking see. Cat ass cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just All the right. caddest cat that's ever catted. <laughs> Garfield is walking down the street. <laughs> Hates <and> Mondays. <laughs> so what is your mission here? Um, yeah, I'm going to try to follow my friends stealthily. All right, yeah. Give me a uh, stealth check with advantage for the most average-looking tabaxi. <laughs> I don't know if I need advantage. Only a, if I know a one. A and one. a 20 is bad. <laughs> it's like, wow, if you aren't the most average-looking tabaxi yeah. I've ever seen. Um, my first roll was an 18 plus my 10 stealth. Good lord. Okay. 28 stealth. Right. No problems there. So, the party. Uh, but excuse me, I just need to know uh, where my cart's going to be, because that's kind of my entire life. Uh, yeah, well, likely it'll be impounded. Um, so, Baxi yeah. actually works on an auction system. So, no, Please, is there a way to make them not sell it, though? Oh, it won't be sold for probably a week at least. Do you think I'll get out by then? Definitely. We can only detain for 24 hours. Oh. Huh. See, Poppy, the system works. <laughs> so wait. <laughs> hold, hold on. So we have to buy the wagon back? Uh, that's right. But you don't really have any reason to worry. You I mean, don't even own it. Well, How can you do that? That seems uh, unjust and, and, and corrupt. Well, here's the thing. All uh, unregistered vehicles, when the owner is taken for questioning. Uh, the vehicle is technically considered an enemy of Baxi, militarily speaking, for the time. So they do own it for that time, and they set up an auction. If you come back to claim it before the auction results, you can get it back for much less. But yeah, Baxi owns your wagon now. That doesn't make any sense. That's so unfair. I bought that with my own life savings. How could you do that? You don't even know how to bake. Well, what would this, you do with a, this, a roaming bakery? Poppy, this this uh, gentle cat mm. doesn't make the rules. You smell terrible. Poppy. <laughs> a lot of the guards oh. kind of like look absolutely taken aback. And you see some of the guards kind of like put their arms down so their armpits aren't like out at all. I'm sorry. I'm, I didn't mean it. They all go kind of silent. The three older women kind of move away from your group a little bit so as not to be near you. Mostly, Poppy, they make a circle around you so that nobody has to be near you. <laughs> We're going to die now, Poppy. Thanks. You all see, you all hear, like, the scuffling of feet on gravel and look up to see the most invisible, ignorable, basic-ass tabaxi you've ever seen in your life. Our eyes pass over a cat. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, whatever. I've seen a thousand of these guys. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> Just the most boring fucking cat. Uh, in that same moment, this brass pipe in front of you, you see gleaming double doors open, and you see this big crowd of laborers and city workers and serious-looking city officials step out onto your platform and kind of rush by you in a crowd. You hear the main tabaxi guard that had brought you along suddenly pulls an echo bell up to their ear, and they go, Hold up. 
Yes. Yes. Okay. Standing by. He gestures out to all of you and goes, don't get in. Uh, what? Yes. Hello? Is he talking okay. to us? Okay. <laughs> all right. We've got a 1930 upstairs around the Glamour Boutiques. Uh, my, my mystique is buried up to the eaves. Um, yeah, we're going to need probably all of you. Or, all right. You two bring them down. The rest of you go with me. Um, you see this group of guards break up such that only two are left with you out of the six or eight that came with you to begin with. Was it something I said? Uh, what What seems to be going on? Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I didn't really hear. Um, it was uh, what did he say? A nineteen thirteen nineteen thirty nineteen thirty. Oh, um, okay. So that's an ash evacuation. Um, so they must have uh, ashed out of a pipe when they didn't mean to and buried a store. What in? A- in ash? Well, yeah, we're on a volcanic island. Uh, ash management is a very big part of the city maintenance. We're what? Does, uh, are we safe? No, you're totally safe. We just not like it's going to blow or anything. Oh. Maybe sure. <laughs> if there's ash, doesn't that mean it's an active volcano? Uh, in some senses, yes, but it's really not. It's actually, um, it, we have a special connection to another plane that serves the, the whole heat side of this reaction. Oh, oh it's a magic right. thing. Okay. Cool. <laughs> uh, Aaron <laughs> sounds hunky dory. <laughs> Aaron, as you pull up to this group, you see one of those older tabaxi, one of those old ladies. She's got like this hooded cowl on, and she looks up to you and says, "Good day, little bird." And I want you to make an insight check. Six. Oh my gosh. Okay. You've heard people call you that before, little bird. It's probably nothing. Aaron has heard people call yeah. them that? Okay. Yeah. Do I recognize like, this tabaxi? No. Like bud or... Yeah. You've rolled dude. a six. <laughs> the uh, elevator has completely emptied out, and the two brass guards that are still with you kind of gesture you into the elevator platform. Just as you're moving in there, you can see all of the canvas screens around you light up again with a new image. Except this time, it's just showing kind of a a silhouette with a big question mark over it. And then there's text flying across the bottom of the screen. And it says, be on the lookout, a shapeshifter, a changeling, mass murderer, island destroyer. Um, Mm. that's, that doesn't sound like anyone we know. Well, Poppy, I was kind of thinking that it sounded like. Oh, like uh, maybe one of them creatures that we saw on lore that ate up all the bismat. Oh, you were talking about oh, those. Oh, yes. Yeah. The one that is responsible for this whole mix-up we find ourselves right. in. Right. Not Maybe any other the... shape-shifting no. folk. The guard goes, what? Yeah, I be, well, I, I can't tell the story. There's th- this guy who ate all the bismite and the island fell out of the sky. Yeah, I saw him. He had big blue eyes. So you had countered the changeling? I maybe I don't know. Uh, How would we know? He wasn't a changeling. What said on the screen? The other guy goes, "Yeah, it, it said on the screen, changeling." It said right. it said it on the screen, Journey. Right, but someone is controlling the screen, telling the screen what to say, and they could be wrong. <laughs> yeah. What? The news, of course. Yeah. Right, and the <laughs> people who make the news could be wrong, right? Because they're. People? No, they just report facts so that everybody knows the facts. Wait, my mom says that everything you hear in the news is true. Yes. But she hasn't been wrong yet. Why are you so confused by this journey? About this particular matter, your mother is correct. Yeah. I just, I, I, I feel like there's something wrong with... Anyway, the man did change forms, did he not? Right, but changeling is a type of people, and they aren't, they can't do what this creature did, and... Journey. In the middle of thinking, in the middle of speaking, you feel this. What is that? And Doran, you don't hear anything. None of you hear anything. None of you feel anything. But Journey stops saying what she's saying. Oh, no. I think the smoke thing happened again. What is that? Are we in something? You're in an elevator going down. Sorry. Yes. I (laughs) reach out my hand to the wall and touch the wall. You feel it louder. You feel it more intense. This Where 
Where are we going? Uh, we're going uh, to the dungeons. I'm sorry, it's worse than it sounds. It's actually pretty uh, hospitable as far as dungeons go. Right, but are we going down? Uh, yeah, it's it's actually pretty close to the core. It's nice and warm. Core? Something feels weird. Oh. You all hear this. And the doors spread open. When you walk out, the atmosphere here is so much darker because now you're under two layers of clouds. You look around and see a permanent dusky blue surrounding you. This whole place has the stark silence of a quiet winter morning. There's only a few somber folks walking around and just a few orange feeble lamps glowing in the heavy dark here. It's actually much colder down here. You feel a little uncomfortable when you're not near one of those brass pipes that's kicking out so much heat. (laughs) This part of the skyline seems to be made of darker volcanic slate, and the neighborhoods here are winding canyons and chasms of wild rock that's shaped by fresh magma and strong wind. But at the heart of all of this, you see warehouse-like buildings, and you hear the harsh grinding of industry not far from you. And Doran, you can hear that whining again, that mechanical burning. Journey, that rhythm hasn't left you, that feeling. And Aaron, as you take a step off the elevator, your ankle hurts. <laughs> Sorry. It's the smallest thing, Aaron. It's really, it's a nothing issue. It's a nothing detail. Not so much that it's going to hold you back in combat. Not so much that it's going to hold you back when you're climbing a building. But your ankle hurts. It was that final attack on Diver. When you jumped off the cliff, you landed so hard you didn't notice in the moment, but you did screw it up a little bit and probably hurt for a long, long time. And it has you thinking about Diver. And you see a memory for just a moment. And we see an impossibly beautiful woman speaking with an older man who seems delighted to be in her presence. We're in this dark room with a, a lit fire and there's some documents in front of the man and this beautiful woman on the other side, the old man kind of looks up, smiling deeply, and he says, I don't really need to read this whole thing, do I, darling? Can't you just tell me what it says on the paper? Let me know if there's anything important. Aaron, transformed as this beautiful woman, takes the paper for a moment and says, I could read it to you, dearest, but I, I really just want to hear you read it to me, please. Okay. I long for your voice. Certainly. Um, And she strokes his cheek a little. You see him kind of like flash a smile. He says, I understand in the... He looks at you, unlikely event of my death that you would become the sole inheritor to my wealth and assets. And that's exactly what I'd want. My, My darling, I thought you dead for so long. I thought you gone. I thought I had to say goodbye to you forever, but but I'm so glad to have you back, my dear. I'm so glad to have found you again, of course. Of course I'll sign it. He puts it on the table and signs his long signature on it, and he hands you the paper, and he says, Our family legacy can live on forever. Forever. And she takes the paper and folds it gently and tucks it in her pocket. And there's a long pause as the man is trying to make sense of the knife wound on his neck. He's looking at you with curious eyebrows. He opens his mouth to speak, and he seems surprised again when nothing comes out. There's a slow gurgling as he drops to his knees and reaches up for help. And Aaron, you're just kind of getting your things together. The beautiful woman melts back into Aaron, and Diver comes through the door. Took you fucking long enough. I got your stupid paper and slams it into Diver's chest and walks out the door past him. He kind of like takes it in his chest and he reads over a little bit and he says, Now is that worth getting beaten over twice? God damn you ungrateful sprite. Get rid of the body. And we're stepping out of the elevator. Uh, Your party led by the two guards that uh, seem to be looking over their shoulder all the time now. You're passing through this dark neighborhood cast in quiet blue, and there's a a village center here and have built around a twisting leafless tree in the cold. There's cobblestones laid in circles around it, creating this big kind of bullseye effect. And it's very quiet down here, practically noiseless. You see little piles of ash built up in the cobbles and in every corner of the street. 
and you see this tunnel entrance that starts in the rock wall here, pointing towards the core of Baxi, leading in deeper. And Dorian, you're starting to hear that noise louder now. Like, it's getting to the point where it's unlikely that anybody else couldn't hear it. Journey, this is what I was talking about. Can you hear it? I still can't hear it. I can only feel it, right? You can't hear anything, and right now, Journey, you don't feel anything either. Nothing for the moment. It's it's gone now, Dorn, but I, I could never hear it. I was only feeling it. Okay. Can can guy do a smell check? <laughs> sure. Yeah. <clears throat> and take advantage on that guy. Oh yeah. Uh, natural twenty. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. Uh, so, Guy, you can tell that, indeed, this is a volcanic area. There's this sulfurous fume in the air that you can get no matter where you are. You can smell the little, you can smell the literal heat coming out of Baxi, this, like, molten rock deep within. You can smell that there's some life around here. There's some people. There's some cooked food. But not a lot beyond that. What are you aiming for here? Um, well, I noticed the other two are <laughs> talking about... Some weird things that guy doesn't notice, so. Mm-hmm. Plus, I thought near the core of a volcano, it would smell funny. It does. Confirmed. Confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> you said there was a tree? There's a leafless tree in the center of the little village square here. I would like to use speech of beast and leaf. Interesting. It, it just allows me to talk to plants and animals. They okay. can't necessarily, like, talk, talk mm. back. Yeah. It's not a spell. It's just something that's because of my furbolg nature. And I'm so surprised to see a tree in the center of this column of rock, mm-hmm. I guess. So yeah, Journey just takes like half a second to just kind of look over at this tree with no leaves, just kind of a trunk. Are there branches? There's branches. It, it looks like a tree in another season, actually, compared to what you had seen upstairs. Okay. And you're wondering why that is. Yeah, I just kind of reach a hand out and a couple of buds kind of swirl around the trunk of the tree and I whisper at it, hello. Uh, Poppy, you notice immediately one of the guards kind of turns to you being the closest to the guards and they say, hey, hey, what is she doing? Oh, I have no idea. She's just kind of eccentric. (laughs) The tree's not going to like reach out and grab us, is it? Uh, Probably not. She's never done anything like that before. Journey, your fey buds circle around the tree, just one pass, maybe two, and then come straight back to you, and they kind of report back what they find, what they hear from the tree. And they say, scared. The tree is in its final winter, and it fears it won't come back. Journey nods to herself, and then um, kind of shuffle steps to catch up to the guards up front. Yeah. The one of the guards gives you a very like disapproving, impatient look, and kind of like scowls at you after you rejoin the group. Sorry, I, I mean you can't fault fault me for my nature. I'm sure you don't get many furbolg out here, but you know we're we're close with the, the plants and the animals. He just goes, uh huh. Like seeming very tired, just trying to get you to move on. Say, when do we meet with the folks who we can prove our innocence to? Uh, hopefully within 24 hours. Uh, that's as long as we're allowed to keep you here, so... Uh, the brass leads you down that tunnel just a few dozen feet and turn to this giant circular iron door, heavy as hell. You hear one of them say, Go ahead, radio up. Not exactly sure on the rules with mainlanders, but overnight is no problem, so... Go ahead. The other one says, Where'd you get that wagon, anyway? What, mine? Is it yours? Yeah. Yeah, where'd that come from? It's pretty cool. Oh, thanks. Uh, I bought it on the mainland. Oh, oh. And then I put in a bunch of blood, sweat, and tears and turned it into a bakery. Oh. Well, you're definitely going to want to stop by and get it back as soon as possible. Uh, yeah. I I know. <laughs> <laughs> I put my entire life savings into it. Thanks. Uh. He, he looks at you kind of conspiratorially and he says, it's not very fast, is it? No. Oh, good. Why is there a rule? Oh, <laughs> No, it's just, they would definitely bring it into the races if it was fast. It would get bought, like, immediately. The races, you say? Well, that, I don't know about that life. I just bake. I bake really good cookies. He looks kind of interested, and his eyebrows kind of go up, like he's about to ask more questions. And then you hear the other guard fiddling with their belt, 
getting a ring of keys, and is about to undo the door. Doran, that noise, becomes a lot louder, and it is now unmistakable a burning bismite engine, a spark engine, no doubt about it. Journey, you feel a sudden pulse, and you can suddenly see everyone around you in your mind's eye. And you realize the pulse is coming from you, and in the center of this vision is yourself. In your mind's eye, you can see all of these little signatures of people around you. You can literally feel them around you. Your friends, the guards in front of you. You can feel this average-looking tabaxi that has been following your group at a distance for a while now. Such a normal cat. (laughs) You can feel... Almost 100 feet away, a couple of the other tabaxi that had followed you down here. And you can also feel the person floating against the ceiling in the same room that you're in right now. Sure. Because, Journey, Ganymede helps you feel things. And as an action, you can feel everyone around you within 100 feet. And you'll know the exact position of people you've met before. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> the fear in my heart in this moment is unreasonable. Maybe one of your friends is floating above us. Uh, Aaron, you see a glint of something, a, a sort of bluish, greenish sparkle out in the distance. You turn and look and see Aaron 1,500 feet away, almost more than a quarter mile, actually. You see this thing hurtling towards you, trailed by blue and green fire. My hands are just sweat suddenly like (laughs) Aaron's gonna dodge out of the way I mean you dodge out of the way but it's still thousands of feet away from you it's so far from you it's not even a threat to you Aaron but you can see so far away with such great detail because of Ganymede you're not in in danger yet but you're about to be Uh, you see the guard fiddling with the door and he's like ah god it's not this one what is it come on not this one not this key come on what key is it so you guys caught us and thought we were miners. Um, and so then you brought us down into the Skyland. The dungeons are, are protected. We're not bringing you straight to the core. That would be silly. Is there any sort of side nooks? Yeah, you can like duck off to the side for Okay. Sure. Um, you all see this very super average cat um, tabaxi <laughs> run up to your group and say... We need to take cover now. And I'm going to push Poppy and Journey. I don't know you. Um, Into a side alcove, like down a hallway off to the side as far as we can. Yeah. Now, now, listen to me. Journey's overwhelmed by all of the beings that she can suddenly feel. Yeah. And has focused up. Yeah. On the being up above them. Mm-hmm. And is just completely, like, unaware of anything else that's happening physically. Sure. When you look up, Journey, you for just a split second can see him floating above you. He's got dark, gray, ashy skin. And you can see these waves of cinders coming off of him. And then all of a sudden, a tabaxi, this super average looking like five out of 10 tabaxi, just crashes into you (laughs) and like bowls you off to the side. And you can all hear this as this hulking mass of metal just shoots into this room with all of you. He comes hurtling into the scene, smashing into the guards. You see a complicated hulk of dark metal hurtling towards you, drawing a trail of blue flame and a downpour of green sparks behind him. It's Sir Bo, and he's going way, way too fast. (laughs) You hear, Doran! And he just crashes through this room in an explosion of violence. Ah, wow, that was quite an entrance, Serbo. He crashes up against the wall. You see the machine parts kind of flying all around. One of the guards is knocked unconscious against the wall. You see like a little blood spatter where he hit and just slumps to the ground. Serbo turns around and goes, I'm sorry, do everyone? And he grabs the other guard and starts kind of jumping up and down with them. You see Serbo's jets keep inverting and he can't control his flight. He's powered by bismite now because somebody gave Rune bismite. Sir Bo spins in a rapid spiral, holding one of the guards by his pants, and just takes off with the guard. Oh. Are we supposed to follow you? He disappears. One guard unconscious, one guard disappeared with him. The guard's pants still on the ground. 
<laughs> well, this isn't gonna look good, so we might as well just roll with it. Um, Doran, is this the Tin Man we met back on Dawn's Edge? Back in farewell, actually. Back in farewell is what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of questions. Um, are the keys nearby? Uh, yeah, the pants on the ground still have a belt with keys on them. <laughs> I'm going to go attend to the knocked out guy and make sure he's alive. He's probably sleeping. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go feel for his pulse. Yeah, give me a medicine check. Okay. Uh, Doran, looking after him, you can see that Sir Bo has continued to jet around to fly away out of this village once again, still holding on to that other guard. You can hear him shouting, Doran! Doran! And he just jets off the island, up, 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 up and away. Hey, this is a weird day so far. How's he looking, uh, Poppy? Like a rolled a seven. Judging by the violence of it, you would assume him dead. I can't feel the pulse. I think he's gone. <laughs> oh, what do I do? I, I've never, no, I'm not a doctor. I didn't go to medical all right, school. All, all right, all right, all right, all uh, right. I go over and I cast Cure Wounds on the poor tabaxi. Wasting a spell slot on a stranger. Oh my god, did I kill him? Is there blood on my hand? Okay, no, I didn't. What you do I do? You see the, the tabaxi brass officer kind of shaking his head and coming to you, and he says, Ugh, what, what happened? He gets six HP. Okay. <laughs> Sir, you saw how we are not culpable in any of this, right? I was uh, looking at my superior officer that I was out cold. Uh, yeah, something slammed into you. It just flew right into you, and then it was gone, and it took your boss with him. And we're going to try and help figure this out, but you just stay right here because you got a little bit shook up. Oh, gosh, yeah. Uh, I better radio for backup and get you guys into the dungeons. Oh, that's all right. We don't need to do that. And I uh, try and grab the, ra- the echo bell. <laughs> While this is happening, Doran's, like, trying keys. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, give me just a straight-up luck check, 1d20. Two. Not that key. Key number two. <laughs> yeah. Can Aaron stealthily um, hit him with a rock? Uh, yeah. All right. So, Journey, give me a contested dexterity to grab that Echo Bell. Yeah. Why'd you heal him? Just dex? Yep. 18. Okay. You got the Echo Bell. Uh, yeah, I have it. I didn't want him to die. He goes, hey, and then... <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you see a very average tabaxi just... Hit this other tabaxi with a rock. Uh, all right. Oh. Thanks, I guess. Uh, I didn't see you there. You guys, don't heal the people that are trying to put you in prison. Aaron, give me a 1d6, uh, 1d4, sorry. A d4. It's a one. Okay, you smash this guy in the face with a rock and he goes, oh, oh, oh. Does she get, or do they get sneak attack? Oh. Oh, yeah, I get sneak attack. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, you get sneak attack. 3d6, right? Yep. <laughs> Terrible. Does it bring him oh back? Oh my to... god. He's an NPC. Ten. Yeah, okay. He's out cold. <laughs> <laughs> you see him just slump to the other side. Uh, rain check on that dungeon, sir. <laughs> well, I'm fumbling with the keys, I'm going to say. As a party, I think we need to figure out, you know, just uh, what our stance is on killing versus not killing. And like, you know... Causing a ruckus the first time we get to the island. Well, is, that wasn't our fault. Is this cat okay, part of our group me. now? Uh, it's dead. Uh, oh, that cat? That. Um, I mean, based on its rock-throwing ability, uh, we probably know it already. It's me. Aaron. Hello, nice to meet oh, you. Oh, Aaron, yes. I suppose we need to come uh, up with some sort of uh, symbol or something um, for future use. Can I make a suggestion? I think Aaron needs one of the Echo Bells. Sure, we got like 100 of those. Yeah, right? we got like 50. <laughs> Can I roll for keys again? Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Six. No. Not How many that. keys are on this? <laughs> it's a big key ring. All right. Um, all right so uh, well, something just happened to me. I was able to feel everyone around me, and there's something. And Journey kind of looks up a little bit. I'm not religious, Journey. You immediately hear... Oh, okay, yeah, so the jig is up, all right, yeah, got it, good, good, good. Um, uh, Journey looks up. Who are you? He's floating against the ceiling, absolutely silent. He's got gray-black skin, and it ripples with these thin waves of bright cinders, like slowly smoldering paper. There's this distortion around him from heat. 
He begins to slowly cool down, and as he does, he slowly drops back to the ground. And his body kind of turns upright, and he's standing before you now, an athletic-looking Air Genasi. He says, Hello, I'm Asuka Naminé. Do you want to not go to jail? Aaron has their crossbow bolt pointed at this person. He looks up at the crossbow and he says, I understand. There's a good reason for that, but I'm on a quest for love, you see? And he puts his fingertip on the bolt of your crossbow and kind of like pushes it down out of the way. Did you say not go to jail? I think I like that. That sounds good. Correct, young lady. Not going to jail. Not any of us. Not never. Who are you? Like I said, Oscar Naminé. Nice to meet you. I don't understand. Well, it's nice to meet you. I'm Poppy. I don't think we've met before. We have not. He kind of bends over, like, all the way down to you, and he goes, It's lovely to meet you, Poppy. That's my name. Well, like I said, I'm on a quest for love. Don't got a lot of time, so if you want to come with me, I can get you out of here. You guys can probably help me, and we can all get out of this together. Why are you here? Why are you following us? Oh, I'm not following you. I was trying to get into the core, and then they were going to unlock the door, and that was going to make it real easy for me, so that's why I'm here. So do you want to go in there, or do we all want to leave? No, no, no. I want to go in there. You can leave if you want to, but I want to go in there. What's in there? The core, and my ticket out of here, without any of the heat on me. Is that a way for us to get out of here, too? Uh, well, let me ask. Do you want to disappear like a magician with no trace of where you were and no way to find you? Forever? (laughs) 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 He points down at you and he goes, no, not forever. Okay, good, because I have a reputation and I'd like to maintain it. No, reputation's good, but we're going to make it a good reputation. Not a, he looks over at the battered police officer that may never recover from the recent head wound. Oh, God. (laughs) Oops. Not that. Let me guess, there's bismite behind here. Uh, yeah, a whole lot of it, but, uh, I'm not here for the bismite. Insight check. Yeah. 23. Cool. He isn't there for the bismite. He's smiling through this whole thing. He seems to have gotten lucky, and he's kind of riding a high. He's eager to go, and he's going to try to move on without you if you don't want to go with him. Okay. No, I, Oscar, pleasure to meet you. I hear what you're saying. There's a lot of keys here. I'm working on it. But, um... Quest for love, you said. Yeah. And you're going to disappear? Uh, right, at the end of this, yeah. See, I'm an ash worker. I, I deal with the getting the ash out where it needs to be or getting it out of the city. Right. So I know the pipes here. I know the pipes better than anybody else. So you follow me, you're golden. He taps on the brass pipe next to him. Uh, actually, I think that's brass. <laughs> oh, thank you. I wasn't a wayas. They're very similar color. That's true. <laughs> Would we be able to pick up Poppy's carts along the way? Uh, I don't know what that is, but categorically, no. Uh, there's not going to be time for much of anything else. Well, then I'm sorry, but I'll have to decline. Well, then it's very nice to meet you, and goodbye, all these. And he turns around and tries to open the door, and it won't open. Hold on, I'm working on it, Oscar. <laughs> Say, I know you're in a hurry. Yeah. Yeah, but do you know a sound that's kind of like a... I don't know. It's, listen, listen, listen. Yeah. Clickety-clacks. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love charades. Yeah, probably it was the racetracks. It's like horses or something. Like hooves, right? Uh, I don't know. It, it It's like unsettling, though. Like, it it seems bad. Okay, make with the key while you're talking, at least. I, I, okay. Here, let me try again. Can Aaron Eight. assist him? Not that key, Doran. Uh, <laughs> yes, you can assist. Give me a, a roll, Aaron. I think I tried this one already, actually. <laughs> Should probably be keeping track of this. What is it? A straight D twenty or? This one looks like it should be the yeah. right key, but it thirteen doesn't seem to be working. Uh, Aaron, it's not that one either. You're like trying to show Dorn which is the correct one, and you're wrong also. Okay, well, okay. I'm now. I'm curious about your plan. So once you're in there, what happens? Okay, well, on the other side of this door, we're gonna go right past the dungeons. Okay, we're not gonna mess with that because it's dungeons, right? I'm not going in there. Uh, past that, there's this big terminal at the end, and it's got a whole bunch of pipes around it. That terminal is an ash trap, and that's my specialty. All we got to do is get into the access tunnel from there. We go down, we go through a little tunnel, we go back up, and then we're in the core. Simple as that. Once we're in the core, I just got to take a picture with this, and he shows you his uh, Venus crystal that he's got, his own little recorder. And then we're out. One more pipe, and we're straight into the upurbs. Nobody's going to find us. 
And and they won't come looking for us in the upurbs? No, there's no cameras down here. This is all service. This is all utility. Why do you want the picture of yeah, the core? You said this was for love? It is. I got to go to the core. I got to... I got to get up to that bismite, and I got to show her that it doesn't matter where her heart is. I'm right there with it. That's beautiful. Yeah. Oscar, what's the name of your love? Well, a lot of people call her Lady Luck. (laughs) But to me, she's always going to be Little Mabel Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cute. Um, while they're talking, Journey is looking around to see if anyone is watching them. Um, hmm, yeah, give me a perception check. Not with advantage, because your thing is feeling. <laughs> Journey's gonna feel if anybody is looking. Unnatural at 20. Okay. The fuck? Um, you just kind of look around, taking account of people who had been near you recently. So... You do see those older tabaxi ladies, but there's only two of them. You also notice Oscar is wearing one of the cowls that one of those old ladies was. If you had to guess, Oscar's been with you in disguise for a little while now. Okay. Can I do an insight check on those ladies to see if they have any, like, interest in us? Sure. 18? Yeah, that's pretty uh, insightful. Looking at the ladies, they're now kind of parked on a bench, sitting beneath a glowing orange lamp, squinting at them at a distance, you can tell they both are asleep. <laughs> Great. Um, I'm going to cast Pass Without Trace on the group. Okay. All right. Um, at that moment, Doran, uh, Oscar points to one of the keys that says Dungeon Entrance. <coughs> Try that one. Okay. Uh, <sighs> fine. All right. I'll, yeah, okay. I Try that key. Uh, when you do, you turn the lock and you press the door, and sure enough, it opens, but there's no click. There's no noise whatsoever, because Pass Without Trace, it's doing its job. This is weird. I love it, Journey. <laughs> Does that um, affect a number of people? or Everybody. Yeah. Everyone within a radius? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's so weird, you can't even hear Guy creaking anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his joints. Yeah. Guy, you <laughs> try so you try hard to get Gus to rattle, and you just can't do it. <laughs> yeah, y'all just have to stay kind of nearby, not super close, but just don't don't stray too far. But okay. yeah, otherwise we're we're good to wander on. Great. Say, Oscar, um, is there a place where people that aren't necessarily from here tend to congregate? Uh, yeah, there's there's a whole lot of people that are not from here. I mean, Baxi's a pretty hopping joint. What about uh, where they have auctions? Auctions? Yeah. What, like the impound lot they were talking about? Yeah. Because your wagon's going to get sold? Well, don't rub it in. Yeah, yeah. No, it's in the hangar up at the docks. That's where you're going to find it. But okay. he's right. you got to get there faster. It's going to get mondo expensive. And if I try to buy it now, it'll be suspicious because I'm not in jail? Well, I don't know how good their record keeping is. I wouldn't take any risks. Go straight there when you can. They never took any information I about us, really. see anyone That's writing true. anything down. We don't have any of our mining gear on us still, do we? No, they took it all. They okay. did confiscate that. Right. I did write my name in crayon on the rolling pin, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that you know it's mine. That could be damning. <laughs> that door opens and you all move through. You see this foreboding dungeon entrance that leads down these stone steps to this place that you certainly don't want to be whatsoever, but you walk right past it. Before we leave, yeah. um, before we shut the door all the, all the way, I'm going to... Um, cast healing word on the tabaxi that's on the ground. Okay. And then shut the door and lock it. Nice. Okay. Uh, yeah. He, you see him just barely kind of rousing as you close the door and you hear nothing from him. All right. Doran and Journey have the same alignment. <laughs> Temporarily evil. Um, uh, Doran, moving into this room, you were so focused on the key ring, you didn't really care much about the rest of the belt that you were holding, but there are some other things on it. Okay. You ha- you see a brass badge. It shows three pipes, and one of those pipes is not colored in. Two of them are. Two out of three pipes, whatever that means. <laughs> okay. Uh, you also have a conundrum dangler, one of those toys. I'm trying it on Poppy right now. <laughs> Poppy, <laughs> make a wisdom save DC something. <laughs> psst, psst, psst. 
Oh it's worse this time. <laughs> That's three. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Poppy eager to get back into it. <laughs> Poppy is enraptured by the toy. <laughs> I, this feels mean. Okay. I bring it down. Yeah. Poppy, you need to get better at this because this is going to, they're going to keep using it on us. Why would you do that? You uh, already know I'm susceptible. Uh, yeah. I was testing you. We got to, we'll work on it. <laughs> Among that belt, you also find uh, another brass echo bell, one that receives messages from brass dispatch. Hmm. You've got that key ring. There's also a wand of levitate and a wand of magic missile. Uh, they each have just one charge per day. But finally, a Venus crystal. Two of its three slots are already used, but it's a visual recorder. It can record little six-second visions. Can I see that? Which one? Uh, the crystal, obviously. Um, you don't know how to work this. All right, fine. I hand the crystal over. I Kay. want to watch whatever is recorded. Okay. Um. All right. The first video, uh, when you play these back, you can either see them in the crystal on like a tiny, tiny preview screen in one facet of the crystal, or you can turn it around and it will actually project the light onto a surface. Which one do you want to do? Are there any good solid surfaces? Yeah, just onto the floor works. Sure. Okay. So you all see a video of a pizza pie. I don't know if you've ever seen this before necessarily, all of you, but a simple pizza pie, a dough circle with some cheese on it, a couple toppings. But then from the top of the screen, suddenly an entire pineapple drops from the top of the screen and smashes into the pizza again and again and again. And you hear a voice from off screen say, see, it's ruined. <laughs> 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 I don't really get that. <laughs> the next video queues up immediately, and you can see the guard that had gotten blasted out of there by Sir Bo. He's showing himself, and he says, Hey, this is Whack Willie, the brass ass. I'm about to pull a prank on the sergeant. He shows his other hand, and it's holding a jar of glue. And you can see him walking towards this huge, buff, glorious, long-haired tabaxi, and he goes, Hey, Sarge! And you see him throw the glue, and it lands on the sergeant's back and their head and their mane. You see the film point towards the ground, and you hear this deep growl. And you hear the filmer go, oh, shoot, the crystal's already used up. <laughs> <laughs> I like this one. Oh, my God. Uh, am I able to concentrate on resetting the ripcord belt as we're walking through this tunnel now? Or can you not walk and concentrate at the yeah. same time? It's probably got to be like a short rest. It's very delicate handwork. Okay. I just wanted to check. Yeah. He moves all of you past the dungeon entrance out to this promised brass terminal. It's a room that is surrounded by brass pipes on the walls. And then a terminal of brass pipes in the very center of the room that are popping straight up to the ceiling. He looks at one of these pipes and he goes, ah, damn it, it's that one. The map really made it look like there was a way to get into that pipe, but I, I don't see it. You see, this one's hollow. It's not for anything. It's an access tunnel. This one just goes down. That'll get us in, but I can't see a way into the pipe. Damn it. Hmm. I would like to look. I'm closer to the ground. Okay. Yeah. Give me a perception or investigation. To perception. Unnatural 20. Okay. Plus four. I wasted it. Yeah. <laughs> so what you can tell, Poppy, is that there is a sort of metal collar to the pipe near the floor. And just based on the way some of the dust has settled here, some of the ash in this room, you can tell that this pipe actually rotates somehow, but you don't know how to rotate it. Hmm. Yes, I see. You have to turn it. Well, that's all I got. If only we had our mining equipment, we could break our way into the pipe. Wait, you guys were miners? No. No, no. we found some dead miners. Oh, okay. Yeah, good. Um, <laughs> I can't believe this. We're so close to the core. I mean, look, look here. He uh, moves over to the wall, and you can see this little hatch, this circular hatch, a little uh, maybe watermelon-sized opening. He pulls a clasp on it and opens it up, and it's looking down this long, long pipe. He puts his face up to it, and he goes, yeah, yeah, I can see it. Look, guys, look. And he's pointing at this opening in the hatch. I'm, I'm getting a little worried about this whole plan. We're going into one of these pipes? No, I mean, not like this pipe, like that pipe, much bigger. 
What are we looking at? Do you want to look into the pipe? Uh, yeah. Okay. It's a little hard to tell, but you're looking through a sort of telescope down a long, long pipe, and on the other end is a cavern, a glowing cavern with orange firelight and a thick haze of smoke in there. And through all of it, you can see a cluster of bismite unlike anything else you've ever seen before. It's hard to tell with the distance, but it could easily be the size of a church. And it's so complex with spiraling crystals bursting out in every direction. But then you see this flicker of movement in that room. And you see a shadow, flowing movement, like an endless crowd charging, stampeding near the bottom of your vision, and then it's gone. And I think we'll end it there. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I've been your GM, Tim. I'm Hannah playing Aaron. I'm Tara, and I play Journey. Uh, I'm Thomas, and I'm Guy. This is John playing Doran. I'm Maggie. I play Poppy, and I'm nervous. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next one.